Everyone living in the industrialized world carry a toxic burden of plastic, pesticides, and hundreds of other industrial chemicals. There's even a new word, Anthropocene, signifying the end of the Holocene epoch and the beginning of a new geological era in which a single species, Homo sapiens, has planet-wide ecological impacts. The sheer volume of bad news about the environment can be overwhelming. I was torn between conflicting instincts. On the one hand, I value honesty and steadfastly avoid lying to Meredith. On the other hand, I want to shelter my daughter from the worst of the world's news until she has the emotional maturity and intellectual ability to cope with these issues. So, very carefully, I said, It's true that humans are causing environmental problems, but we're also pretty good at solving those problems. And millions of people all over the world are doing their very best to help prevent pollution and extinction. Searching for an example that she could understand, I told Meredith the story of sea otters, a charismatic creature that's recovering nicely from a human-induced brush with oblivion. First I had to clarify the difference between sea otters and river otters, because we only see the latter where we live on Pender Island, between Vancouver and Victoria, on Canada's west coast. River otters forage for food in the ocean, but make their homes on land, unlike their marine cousins. They're smaller than sea otters, and I don't think they're as cute, though that opinion comes from someone who has involuntarily shared his house with these malodorous creatures. Once, when Meredith was a toddler, we were out on the deck at night looking at constellations. A pair of otters began mating loudly and enthusiastically below us leading Meredith to say, Papa, the stars are singing. River otters love spending parts of winter in the warm, dry crawl space beneath our house, covering it with a ghastly combination of shell-filled excrement and a diabolically putrid mucus-like excretion used to mark their territory. They were unbelievably bad housemates. For years, the otters outsmarted our attempts to evict them, Several years ago, we had to build a concrete perimeter foundation as part of a major home repair project, and that has finally kept them out. Sea otters, happily for human residents of the West Coast, spend their entire lives in the ocean, diving to the sea floor to find marine invertebrates like crabs, clams, and sea urchins. They float on their backs, eating and resting in rafts that usually number 10 to 100 animals. Those super rafts, as large as 2,000 have been reported. Only rarely do they venture onto land, and they'll never invade your home. Sea otters were long targeted for their luxurious fur, hunted at sustainable levels by indigenous people prior to the arrival of Europeans, and then in a ferocious fur-trading frenzy that didn't stop until there were no sea otters left on the Canadian coast. Despite an international protection treaty negotiated in 1911, the last Canadian sea otter was killed near Cayucat on Vancouver Island in 1929. The global population was slashed from between 150,000 to 300,000 sea otters to 1,000 to 2,000 individuals. In 1978, shortly after the Committee on the Status of Endangered Wildlife in Canada was created, sea otters were among the first species in Canada to be officially designated as endangered. I'd never understood the attraction of fur, until one day I went behind the scenes at the Vancouver Aquarium, viewing items that are not put out for public display.
I almost passed on the opportunity to handle a sea otter pelt, based on a lifelong aversion to the idea of killing animals for their skins. But the fur was handed to me by a young aquarium employee, who explained that sea otters have up to a million hairs per square inch, a mind-boggling figure. As I stroked the fur, I was shocked to find atavistic desire flitting across the edge of my consciousness. It was so soft. Some primal part of me didn't want to give it back. The sea otter's coat compares to a total of 20,000 hairs on the average human head, and far fewer on mine. Even domestic cats have relatively sparse coats compared to those of sea otters, with 60,000 hairs per square inch on their backs and up to 120,000 on their bellies. In other words, even your favorite feline, whose soft coat you love to pet when it permits you to do so, is effectively bald.